I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, too. Thank you. This is what I do all day because I work from home. I just have conversations with myself. I hate, I hate asking people that because it's like, what else are you going to say besides good? This is really awkward because I actually did ask someone that like two days ago. And they're like, I'm not doing well. And it was like, oh. Was it a stranger or a friend? It's like the most acquaintance of acquaintances. Like we have friends in common, but we've talked directly to each other probably once. And it's just like, hi. And then he was just like, I'm really not doing well. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then we just kind of stood there, and then I walked away. I was like, I don't know so how to. So awkward. Because you're used to people being like, yeah, I'm good, whatever. Like, that's like the, that's the answer to it. Yeah. You know? And I asked a teacher once during high school, we were passing in the hall, and I was like, how are you? And she goes, I'm having the worst day ever. But then just kind of kept walking. And yeah, I was and like, like, all right. Oh, so sorry. And no, and she was like 62. So I was like, okay, I don't know how to really react to that. Um, and... You know what I hate, though, even more than people giving an honest answer to that question? I hate when they launch into the whole, why do we even ask that question? It's so basic, and it's so whatever, it's so shallow, and I can't can't stand when people do that, because I'm like, we're all at this point, it's just implanted in our minds that we ask that question, so why are you lecturing me? Like, everybody does it, you know what I mean? Like, I could gladly keep walking and not say nothing to you, so let's appreciate (laughs) that I took the time out of my day. Yeah, it's a courtesy, but also even if you hate how people ask you, how are you, which is like, how cynical are you if you hate that question, um, that's number one. But number two, even if you do hate it, it's like, it's embedded embedded in everyone's minds at this point to ask that question. So why are you picking me? Why are you picking me to rant to to your mama? (laughs) Don't talk to me. You're a barista. Leave me alone. Like, I'm actually the Grinch. Like, I'm actually the most cynical person. (laughs) Like, 80% of the time. And even I ask. And I'm like, okay, like, hmm. Yeah. I hate when they lecture me. I'm like, ooh. It's always a man, too. It's always like, why do we ask that question? Let's think about this philosophy. It's so why my eyes, like, glaze over. I'm like, right. <laughs> philosophy. It's a philosopher. You know what's kind of wild to me? I was thinking about this because, mm-hmm. like, 
I'm starting, I just started my classes again Tuesday. Mm. And it's like, you start every legal course going through philosophy. It's kind of funny to me because like, there was really a time, I feel like philosophers were the influencers of their time. Wow, that was, I, that was really deep. Um, because <laughs> they were like, woke up when they were like, I'm just going to think for a living. Like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just vibe with my thoughts. And I'm going to influence people with those thoughts. Yes. Given they, they contribute a lot more to society than influencers. However, it's, it's certainly something. Today, I'm going to create math. You know? Yeah, like I'm just gonna think about the idea of life and liberty. Or like, is the earth round? And the influencers are like, this fucking mascara changed my life. So I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Sydney. And this is crying in public. You know what I'm gonna start doing? I'm gonna start if I remember um, telling people about where they can listen to us and our social media at the beginning of the episode, so you're forced to listen to it because who like people just kind of skip at the end of the episode. I skip it and it's like there. <laughs> exactly. No, so do I. So um, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at Crying in Public Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, I'm Sarah. I'm Sydney, and this is Crying in Public. Thank you for listening. No, thank you for listening. It's funny because I got my first like mock case today for a mock trial. And of course, our case for like the years about an influencer. And I was like, oh, I gotta defend her. Yes. <laughs> There's no laws about that. I just gotta <laughs> sit here and vibe with my thoughts. <laughs> and it's funny because like this case could very much be a real thing and I see it happening and it's funny. Do, is that what they do in mock trial? Like they don't create fake scenarios, they take real life situations and then you have to actually research um, it in real time? Or You have to research them. They're never real cases. Sometimes they're like based off a case. So like this case, oh. it's like based off Bridgerton. So it's like, there's a famous author of like a really famous like book series and Netflix is trying to buy the rights to the series and then some random influencer um, like did like a live reenactment of like different parts of the book on her TikTok and they went viral and so now there's no point in watching the show because you know what happens because this girl just acted it out on her page and she got like free publicity content brand deals followers views from someone else's work that's copyrighted. So now the author is suing her for one, ruin her chances to get her right spot, and two, for copyright because she's copying, not only using like characters' names, likeness, but the same words that she wrote. So it's copyrighted. So it's like, can influencers be sued for copyright, trademark, et cetera? That's so crazy. Oh my God. There's that's no laws be so about interesting. it. So there's going to be like, that's why social media laws become such a big thing because like there's no laws about it, but it's going to become a thing because like, you can, in five minutes, infringe upon, like, six different brands. Exactly. Yeah. That's so. so wild. No, TikTok, sometimes I wonder because, especially with fan edits, too, you know, and, like, long fan edits and stuff like that. Also, TikTok is posting now because there's, like, the 10-minute feature. Entire, or even, no, like, 30 minutes, right? They're posting entire episodes. Oh, like, I watch them. <laughs> Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah, we all do. Yeah. But, like, I kind of wonder if these creators ever see, or, like, the producers ever see it. They're like, uh, we should probably do something about this. Like, there's, like, whole accounts that just repost movies. I'm like... I mean, period, I guess, but, like, because they're making money off of, like, doing nothing. Exactly. Um, and even, like, like libel, defamation, whatever, like, people, like, trash-talking brands or restaurants or whatever, like, you can get sued for that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm going to keep my little mouth shut. I'm going to talk about my little cute little outfits, and, ooh, I like this restaurant, and then I never post again. That's why you kind of have to, I mean, I was thinking about doing, like, a top 10 most overrated restaurants in New York City. So, and I think I asked your legal opinion on this, but I also looked it up, and they were giving all of this advice, like, oh, um, don't speak in factually, like, don't talk about things that are facts. Say, like, this is what happened to me, or, like, this is what I think, or, like, in my opinion, you should go here if you like the food, but this is just what happened when I went. You know what I mean? So, 
that's really important. But then, just like a few days later, I saw a TikToker talking about the fact that she got a cease and desist for making a video like that. So yeah. I'm super confused now, and I just decided not to make the video. But then it's also like, in the spirit of being transparent, what do I do? Because if a restaurant, say, invites me to the restaurant, and they're so rude, I hate the food, and like everything sucks, what am I gonna do? Because they gave me the free food, and now I'm like kind of obligated to do a video on it. So what I've decided to do is just like email and be like, hi, um, I can't in like my good graces post a video about this. I can't be transparent. So like I'm more than willing to like send someone the money or like pay my bill in full because like I can't in in good conscience post about this. What do you yeah. think about that? I think um, that's like, I think one, contracts are so important. But two, it's like I vote for transparency. But I think it's just being like, I didn't like this food. Like that's just an opinion. Like yeah. they can't sue you for that. But if you're like, making defamatory comments about like the owner about the restaurant itself like allegations of like overthrows everywhere if you can't prove that then like that's again putting you up for like making yourself open to claims yeah that's the thing because you're so right you can say i think the food is overrated or like you know whatever but then if you say things like the line is always out the door or there was a bug in my food or there was a hair in my food you could possibly get sued for slander which is crazy i don't like it's like weird things so to TikTok paroles because there is a girl at the law school who I'm really obsessed with. I actually want her to come on the show. We had a coffee yesterday and I was like, you need to come as a guest. But um, she started her TikTok last month um, or maybe like three weeks ago. She's gotten over 100K followers in three weeks just talking about like her experiences with dating. And I will say she does have like a very specific view of dating because like she went to like one of the top law schools, graduated like top grades, worked at the number one firm in the country which is, like, impossible to do. And then was like, I'm going to leave law because my boyfriend is, like, a, a tech startup um, owner, starter, upper. I don't know <laughs> what the terminology is. Inventor? No, and I'm she's kidding. like, it's, like, a full-time job, like, supporting him in that and, like, being, like, his girlfriend in that. But, like, I'm okay because he supports me. And so that's her whole view on TikTok is, like, it's okay to have a man support you and, like, be financially responsible for you. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to be a breadwinner. So I feel like people made that very... Like, people took that in a very interesting way. And she's very passionate about it. Like, I watch her videos all the time. I'm like, period, girl. Um, and also, she got a lot of followers from it. But um, TikTok banned her for a week for posting, like, polarizing content, which is so random. Because I was like, I've seen people get banned on TikTok for certain things, but, like, she couldn't post for a week, and she got emails about it. I'm like, that's crazy. Because, like, there's I've seen such worse things on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But I feel like... At least from what I've seen, like, TikTok, the landscape has just changed weirdly where, like, people like Alex Earl get, like, 2 million followers in a week or she gets, like, 100K in a week. Or then some people just have, like, one video go, like, 8 million views viral and then they never post again. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I kind of enjoy it, though, that's becoming less of, like, what it was during the pandemic where it's, like, dance videos, like, whatever, and more just, like, random stuff. For people, yeah. You know. <clears throat> There's a kind of being a transition towards Vine culture, which I really like because yeah. I loved Vine way more than I like TikTok, um, even though TikTok has done me very well recently. I think with posting opinions at all, I know whenever it's, like, it's, it's really tricky to kind of navigate because when you post a video about something you know is polarizing, how far do you – how far should you be required to go with a disclaimer? Because if it's your, if it's just what you think and you say, I think, I think, I think, and it's very clear that you're not advising others to do it, it's just your opinion, how far do you have to go to try and like please everyone? Do you know what I mean? And some people, especially on the wrong side of TikTok, love to take things and run with them. So it's like, 
how do you protect yourself from these people, if that makes sense? Because when you say, when you're up here saying things like, I have, you know, it's okay to um, let your partner be the breadwinner. It's okay to not always want to be the breadwinner. A lot of people could take that and run with it one direction, like, oh yeah, women shouldn't work, boom. And then other people can take it like, you know, crazy, um, like 14th wave feminists can take that and be like, oh my God, you're so traditionalist, no one watch her, and then get you banned. It's, it's such a weird dichotomy. It's like, I play, I'm going to start posting again because I took a very long break, which I'm very glad about. But just talking about like law school experience, and like we had like a long talk about it in one of our classes about how like when a lot of people of color talk about law school, like the first comment you're going to get is like, mm, oh my God, there's affirmative action. And it's like, I remember posting on Reddit because there was like a big law school Reddit about like admissions. And like once people got into schools, they would post like what schools they got into. Um... And, like, different factors. Like, oh, I did this in high school, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, help people have data points for, like, people applying the next year. I remember, like, when I posted, the first comment I got was about affirmative action. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good, you know? And it's, like, part of me realizes that, like, when talking about subjects that people do have a lot of opinions on, like, you're talking about pleasing people, there's a point where, like, I'm not there to please people. Like, I'm there to give information to people that want it. And, like, if you want to come to my page and, like, learn about something or have a cute little conversation, like, chill but I'm not going to like actively put in the work to try and please every person because you can't. Like I can't yeah. control that. <clears throat> exactly. And then also though, one thing that I've been struggling with too throughout my TikTok career is one person can stitch a video and then it is completely misconstrued. So then, the, you know, your comments are being flooded with things that you literally didn't even say. It's just like another person imposed their very famous opinion on something you said. And now the entire wrong side of TikTok is all over your comments and the video isn't even helping anymore. Yeah. So it's like, why did I even put, I'm just have to delete it now or I have to turn off my comments because this is ridiculous. I think it's so funny people turn off their comments. Because you know, because <laughs> I hate when I miss it. So I'll see a video and I'm like, ooh, jump scare. And then I'll go to the comments, like comments off and I'm like, I miss it because i'm not gonna like comment anything but i do like seeing them um but we do talk about social media a lot so going away from social media um we were talking about dating earlier and it's really funny because i don't ever talk about it on the podcast but i was entering my celibacy era still am where i'm just like not interested in dating like i would re- like to retain my peace and i'm focused on other things in my life right now but like i'm opening myself up to the idea of like seeing people because for a long time i was closing myself off until ooh, <laughs> I, ooh, I downloaded Bumble. The group chat was in shambles yesterday it because of this story. Absolute shambles. The amount of texts I got was sending me. Um, I downloaded Bumble again. Mistake number one. I was swiping. And I was like, oh, someone from the law school. That's cute. And I had a rule where like I was already like involved with someone at the law school, and I was like, okay, that's like cap. Like I'm not doing anything more than that because our school is so small, and it feels like middle school in the sense that like our class is like 400 people. That seems like a lot. But then you think about how many people start under the age of 30 and not married and don't have kids and, like, actually spend time at the law school. It's, like, 100 people. Then there's, like, the POC drama, which is, like, a whole smaller group because we're all very close. So it's, like, anything that happens in that circle, you're going to know. Like, things spread very quickly. So I was, like, you know what? I'm going to keep my experiences at the law school limited. But also, like, I spend 23 out of 24 hours of the day there. So it's, like, more convenient to date someone at the law school despite my apprehension Mm -hmm. so i see someone they're in a different year than me and i was like beautiful it's like i get to like date at the law school but like it's not someone i'm going to be seeing every day cap because i saw them the day after we matched and so i gave this guy my number we've been texting and we planned a date for tonight thursday night cool i've been excited all week whatever and i texted him yesterday to confirm our date because i always do that and (laughs) he was like yeah i've been looking at your instagram all day like um super excited like check 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 can't wait to see you 
And it's funny because I was like, that's interesting because you don't follow me on Instagram. Like, that was my first thought. And then I get my text. And mind you, my phone is on the new update where you can, like, unsend and edit stuff. But my computer is not because I haven't updated my computer in, like, three years. So I get, like, unsent messages on my phone. I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at my computer, obviously, because I'm nosy. I don't know what he unsent. He sent me screenshots of another girl's Instagram and was like, yeah, I've been staring at this all day. Like, can't wait for tonight. And I was like, ooh, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. I was like, girl, I was like, baby, that's not me. That's awkward. And he was like, oh no, did the, the picture's not unsend. I was like, no, like I still have them on my phone. And he was like, LOL. Well, anyway, are we still meeting? And I was like, ooh, yeah, the audacity. audacity. That's no, it, so it sent sad. me to the <laughs> Am I still going? Probably. But, um, yeah, I was know, about to say, did you respond to that last I text respond. yet? He sent oh, me sorry. 15 messages last night in a row. Like when I tell you. Ooh, tell the girls. It's actually, it's very funny. I saw him this morning on the way to class and I was like, let me put my head down. He was like, are we still on for tomorrow? And I was like, oh, well, not too sure. He's like, oh, my loss. That's fair. I'm not going to lie to you or make up excuses. Mind you, these are like each a different text. Since the wrong person, obviously. We matched online. I haven't met yet. Um, We're both assuming on um, dating apps, talking to other people. This is awkward. Sorry about that. Maybe talking tomorrow if you're still up for a date. So I'm going to let it simmer for a little bit. Let him shake in his boots. And then, you know, I'm going to go for the plot. That's really the the goal. That's so time. funny. I was about to say, I, I still think you should go. Yeah, everyone's if, like, any, you should still go. I'm yeah, like, if nothing, if for nothing, I mean, I don't know if that's very toxic of me to advise, but I feel like <laughs> um, this month's episodes, like the first half of the season, mm-hmm. has already been like very dramatic. We need a little plot twist in there because we everyone could see um, the developments happening. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the end of last season. So, um, yeah, I think we need a little like mid season plot twist. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
my writers or my movie writers, like what, whoever is composing my life, they literally think I'm a joke. <laughs> they, they make my life such a weird roller coaster. Um, and nothing can ever be neutral. I, it, everything either has to be amazing or awful. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like you're flying near the sun or you're in a black hole. It just, you know, there's no in between. Do you ever feel like that? <laughs> well, so yes, but I don't get to the sun part. Mine's just like hovering over the black hole. It's just <laughs> so like, you're either in like limbo or in the black Yeah, it's like a horror movie. It's like Ginny and Georgia. Like you're like, oh, this could be cute. And then like a million bad things happen. And you're like, oh, that's really depressing. <laughs> so yeah, I would say like, it's definitely not like a happy-go-lucky show. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like- It's a drama. It's, it's definitely a drama. a drama. <laughs> it's definitely a comedy, a dark comedy. What would you associate my I think my life is a sitcom. Yeah. Do you, would With you say like sitcom? a laugh track? Yes. Yes. I'm also watching Seinfeld right now. I'm on season three and it's the best. So show I was like my little pony. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I was um kinda going back and forth, oscillating back and forth between like a Barbie movie, um, a literal child show, or my life but my life is too inappropriate for a child show. So I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe a sitcom. No, because you like this is the things that happen to you, Sydney. It's like you know, like the but, like the little like button thing they had on iCarly, mm-hmm. or like had like the sounds on it. I have that. I have it. I it. I own that. The one that was like, oh, <laughs> that's how I would describe my dating life. It's like, ooh. <laughs> no, because you know what's so funny is I owned that remote and I bedazzled it when I was little with pink sequins. <laughs> that's the most Sarah thing ever. I'm about to yeah, she'd be like, guys, laugh track. <laughs> Exactly, and I bring it around. I'd carry it in my backpack, and I'd try to like play it whenever I could. No, because Sarah's a kind to like say a joke and then immediately start laughing, or she'll start laughing while she's saying it, and then never finish it. And we're all just sitting there. Yeah. There's like a yay button, a laugh track, a boo, and then an aw. Yeah, the aw. That's my romantic life for the last six years. That's, That's how I would so describe it. Funny, I can't believe you brought up the remote from iCarly. I just I felt... thought about that remote in so long. No, I'm gonna start carrying that around. Anytime a man is texting, be like, ooh. <laughs> every time a man texts you, or every time a man texts you something awful. Yeah. No, like, but, honestly, at this point, you know that, like, trend where it's, like, the screenshots? Mm-hmm. If I didn't care about the men in my life, the way that I would do that so quickly, I would be like, girl, are you okay? No. <laughs> no. I'm not. <laughs> Some texts you get are actually ridiculous. Oh no, my God. I think it's funny. Like, I honestly, like, whoever's writing this show, like, they, at least they're creative. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, my ex randomly texted me this week after not speaking for, like, six months, and he was like, I hope one day you find a man who respects you. And I was like, good morning <laughs> thank you that like really ruined my week thank you so much i didn't know that that was necessary wait can we unpack that really quickly because yes. there's so many layers to that text the first layer is like literally good morning why did you text me that yeah it's so random second one is like i haven't seen you in six months hello how are you yeah the third layer is like okay why did you feel the need to like mansplain that to me and the fourth is like so you're saying you didn't respect me oh no that that, and that five, you're that, saying men don't respect me that part was always clear okay, <laughs> that sorry. part was definitely clear and he was more so being like i don't apologize for anything that i did to you but i do hope that one day a man does respect you and i was like oh thank you the one day makes that so offensive yeah because that because they're like the the last layer of that is like one day what yeah. the fuck are you talking about i can get a man tomorrow one yeah. day you know it's the way that one i started cackling and blocked him i was like oh peace that was that i think that was definitely the final straw the straw that broke the thing that the straw was on so definitely something so i think the sequential events of like that and then my situationship ending and then that guy sending me those pictures it like really brought the season to an end <laughs> and you know we have very low hopes for next season but we're gonna keep our fingers crossed sure. 
it didn't break the camel's back. It broke, like, the hunchback whale's back. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how big that animal was, Sydney? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a huge She got animal. an S-curve now because, yeah, there's no way. But, you know, it's okay. We're gonna we're, we're holding out hope for next season. Maybe it will be cuter. Maybe I'll find my husband. Maybe I'll become first lady, you know? Who knows? Chris Evans could just fall in front of my door. I love <laughs> His girlfriend known. could fall off a cliff. No, you oh, never know. Ooh, when I opened his Instagram story uh-huh. and saw, I was like, who is this? Who's in our home? Who's breaking up our home? Oh my God, it hurt. <laughs> it was really funny because I saw a video because she's um, uh, like a year older than us. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, yeah, like, they must be doing that. Because you now they scare each other. It's like their thing. Oh, weird. Um, they were like, yeah, because all we had to talk about, they're like 30 years apart. And I was like, see, but he and I would be on the same wavelength. You know, like, we have so much to discuss our future plans for each other. Um, the guy who I'm seeing, who's 25, um, he told me that I was, like, mature. And I was like, okay. And that's why I, I feel like that. I can date you. And I didn't know whether to be like, thank you, or excuse me. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't know whether to be offended by that or I not. I think men need to understand two very important things. Um, the first is that they're like mentally six years behind in terms of maturing. And that's not even a hot take. I think that's scientific. That's why women live longer. Women are forced to grow up at a much just faster kidding. rate biologically. Yeah. That's just like facts. Dr. Winter speaking. And then, I'm not a doctor. And the second thing is, that's not a compliment. When men are like, I like to date young women because they're mature and I can like mold them. Ew. <laughs> I am not a piece of clay. I'm not Play-Doh. Oh, I miss Play-Doh. I loved magic. No magic clay. Yes. I used to love them. Magic like clay. bake it and it'd be hard. Ooh. Ooh. Period. I love that clay that kind of, it felt like sand. So not really firm Crayola oh, clay, yeah. but the clay that could fall. They had those like infomercials about it. Yes. Kinetic sand, I think it was called. Yes. Those you just get me, <laughs> I got you. Okay. I have a really weird memory. I saw someone, oh, I don't know if Chance told you this. Um, I was walking down the street and like I have this really weird intrusive thoughts. It's not really intrusive thoughts actually. I think I just say everything that comes to my mind. Okay. Um, you know how I remember faces? Yes. Like, I will never forget a face. Yes. If I see your face at once at any time, I'll remember it. Mm-hmm. There was, I saw this girl walking down the street at Columbia, and I was like, I know you from my past. And I was like, I didn't even think, I was like, Maya? I just said it out loud. And she was like, yeah? I was like, oh my god. We went to middle school together for like two months. And I was sat next to her what? in English class. How do you remember? No, because people will come up to me, and I'll be with Sydney too, so she has witnessed this firsthand. People will come up to me, they'll be like, Sarah Hodgson, how the hell are you? It's been so long. Remember when you did this in high school and that? And oh my God, remember when you played this part in that play? And I'll be like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. You know, and then they'll leave and go on with whatever they're doing. And I'll look at Sydney and I'll go, I have no idea who that person was. But you'll see someone who you met one time 12 years ago and you'll know their name, their address, their social security number. I don't know how you do it. No, because Sarah fully introduced me to someone like maybe five or six months ago. Yeah. We ran into them at an event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, it's so good to see you. Like we were talking. And Sarah's like, who is that? I was like, girl, you introduced me to them. <laughs> like, how do you not remember? Exactly. I have a shit memory overall, you know, like geographical locations, names. I'm good with faces, but if I can't remember your name, like I don't remember anything else about you, like where I know you're from or blah, blah, blah. Um, and no, and that girl, I figured it out because I was like looking at her Instagram, she, which we followed each other on because we know each other that well. She, we went to high school together all four years. I was like, girl. And she was in my musical theater department. I was like, okay. Like I literally not only went to school with this girl, but I did musical theater with this girl and I didn't remember who the hell she was. I literally only uh, credit it to the fact that I'm like chronically nosy. Like I have, like my ears perk up and like when get- I'm walking, I'm like, 
I know your information now. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a thing. I just want to be a lawyer. I'm just like chronically nosy. I gotta know the business. People who are naturally curious astound me because I am not naturally curious. I'll be talking to my mom about an acquaintance of mine and she'll be like, oh, what's she doing for school? Where does she live? I'll be like, I have no idea. I was like, why didn't you ask? I'm like, because I feel mean, but I don't really care. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, so I'm not saying like, it's great to be naturally curious. I wish I was more naturally curious, but I'm simply not. You yeah. Know? Which I feel like that's why you're in the right profession. That's why I'm in the right profession. See, I'm going to start <laughs> branding myself as curious instead of nosy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's no, I mean, that's a huge, like, soft skill to have is being just, like, proactively curious. Um, and I'm not. Proactively curious. That's how, okay. No longer is anything nosy. No longer are we nosy. We are proactively curious. <laughs> Sorry, that's literally so funny. FBI would love your talents. No, because I'll, like, be talking to a guy, or before, before I started seeing the guy I'm seeing, and I'll, like, mention his first name to Sydney, and she'll know his whole life story in, like, 30 minutes. She's so good at that. It's so crazy. And she won't do anything illegal. She'll just, like, follow a trail. Yeah. And she'll no, find, it's not she'll even, like, out. I just, it's just funny to me. But, like, the scary part is when I can't find anything on them. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> this is, this is suspicious. Because <laughs> if there is anything to find, you'll find it. So it's like, if I can't find anything. That's like I think that I might be the most Google Googleable, <laughs> Googleable. I am the most Googleable person on this earth because my no one else in this world has my name. Like both my names are just spelled so wrong yeah. that there's like thank you mom and dad because there's no way you can't find me and also like my entire life is on the internet so you'll find the book I wrote when I was in like sixth grade my short story competition from fourth grade. Me, my Facebook picture is my tagged if you're my real friend post from like Facebook in 2009. Like you will find all of it and it's very easy to and I think that that's scary because the pictures are so ugly. There are a bunch, <clears throat> there are a bunch of Sarah Hodgson's but one Sarah Hodgson in particular the is- The dog trainer. Yes. Yes. You I already know. know. You know. I already know. See, this is what she does. There's this insanely famous dog trainer on YouTube. <laughs> and every time someone looks at my name, they always think I'm the dog trainer because we're both blonde. And I'm like, that's simply not me. Like dating apps, when I was on dating apps a couple years ago, people would be looking me up and they'd be like, this you? And I'm like, no. Um, and also she's like 50. So I'm like, I don't, why? That's so offensive. But my <laughs> story, this, you know when something so embarrassing happens, you actually want to throw yourself out the window? Huh? No. This is how she does. She's literally laughing through the joke. I can't even hear what she's saying. You know what something stop. You know what something so embarrassing you want to like slam your head in the fridge and just like get your bed and never go I have actually I've like actually no idea what she's talking about. Like genuinely not a single idea. She's talking about refrigerators. I don't know where that came from. No, it, I just talk about refrigerators and her banging her head. I don't know. <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> we were just talking about that too. That's so funny. Yeah, that's exhibit A. I'm keeping that whole thing and I'm so sorry. But so the guy I'm seeing the other day showed me a picture that his friend sent him of him when he was in like eighth grade it's a mortifying picture he's obviously very young and he has a bowl cut like this is oh. a pretty embarrassing picture <laughs> and i saw it and i go oh my god <laughs> she's been trying to explain this story for like 10 minutes <laughs> i saw the picture and i go that looks so familiar and he goes I've never showed you this picture before. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure you have. 
then he goes, you know what's funny? I said, what? He goes, this is the picture, the only picture that comes up on Google when you research me. And I go, oh. Is it this one? This is the one I showed him. Yes, it's that one. It's yes. literally that picture. And then it's because someone asked me what he looked like. And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll look him up. And that's so not what he looks like. I There are tears streaming down my face. That's you guys look so much like. alike. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll never forget the first time I met him. It was like intrusive oh thought. I was like, y'all kind of look like siblings. Oh, no. So he said that and I was like, fuck. And he's like, did you look me up? I was like, no. <laughs> no, like, oh my God. you guys, I know exactly what children would look like. Oh. It would just look like you both. <laughs> Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Because the thing about him is he doesn't have an Instagram or a TikTok or anything like that. So, of course I looked him up. I wanted to make sure he wasn't a serial killer, you know? And all that comes up is that picture and then, like, some football highlights of him in college or him in high school. And that's it. That's it. And so, of course, I had to open my big mouth and say, like, oh, that picture looks really familiar. So now he knows I looked him up. (laughs) He has the longest LinkedIn bio I have ever seen. So if you're listening, just know that Cindy spent the last five minutes of me trying to get through that story reading your LinkedIn bio so because at this point I was I don't know she's talking about at this point I had to excuse myself <clears throat> when he asked that I literally had to go to the bathroom because I was laughing so hard I was like I can't do this I cannot believe he got it out of me in like a very weird way that I looked him up on like, like how dare you how dare you manipulate me like that? That so no it's awkward when guys are like yeah like my mom and I'm like oh like Lisa and they're like oh I was like ooh no, uh, you told I never me told that. You, you yeah. that information. Uh, I do not remember what you told me that. Gaslight, um, girl boss. Yeah. Um, anyway, we are actually 30 minutes in this episode and have not talked about the topic. <laughs> but We just had an entire conversation before we started the podcast. Like, oh, maybe we should get in the topic a little earlier just to make sure like our episodes are structured and keep you guys entertained. This is the longest we've ever rambled on. It's 32 minutes Yeah, it's minutes actually in. 32 <laughs> minutes. And I don't know how that happened. Because we literally came up with a plan before yeah. we started... <laughs> recording but you know sometimes life happens sometimes, and I think that's really the lesson of the episode sometimes Sarah starts crying this is the most I've talked in like three weeks so you know it's good you're doing a great job you're very you perked up during the I have episode energy today. Which, yeah my energy as you guys probably know my energy levels have been drained to zero for the last actually as long as I can remember <laughs> so it's nice to like you know have a personality for the feel alive 33 minutes feel rejuvenated period have energy at all really <laughs> no literally people are always like I'll have energy people are like yo what's wrong and I'm like oh That's depressing. (laughs) From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Uh, do you want to introduce the topic? Because you explain it better than yes. I do. We had a mini conversation about it before we started recording, and we were like, oh, why not? So it's like very much might be like specific to the young black female experience. That's how we enter, enter into this conversation. Mm-hmm. When I was at the ripe age of 11 years old, I ripe had a unibrow. I had never been looked at by the male species. Um, I was obsessed with One Direction. Um, my hair looked like straw. Um, and I wore silly bands and my dad, for some reason, made me read the book, act like a lady, think like a man. I would like to remind you, I was like 11 years old. I had never looked at a man. I thought that literally sex was looking at someone in their eyes too deeply. Like there was no, no, like there was no cute little relationship when I was like in sixth grade. No, like I was like the sacrificial virgin. Like that's what my personality was. I thought a blowjob was getting your thingy dried by a blow dryer. That's exactly what I thought it was. That's so interesting. Yeah. I really hope whoever reads my application does not listen to this. <laughs> um, that was Sarah, by the way. Um, I read this book, and the whole book actually scared me from ever talking to a man because I was like, are they this complicated? Like, the men that I, I hang out with eat dirt. They bury their snacks in the dirt and then eat them the next day. Like, this is what they're going through in their mind. So, so if you have not read this book, it's called Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man by Steve Harvey. There's also a movie. And This isn't scene, a book review, by the way. We're just going to talk about, yeah, like, the concept. The concept. So in this book, he's explaining that women can expect to have like a committed relationship with a man or come first in their life without understanding the way that men think, the way that they act, how they're motivated, their priorities, etc. So it says, if you ever want to have a healthy relationship with a person or a man specifically and be committed, you have to think like a man when you're dating. That means understand that like once you quote unquote give it up to a man, they're no longer going to value you as something that they're like chasing. That's what they want. They want the chase. It's a lot of outdated information in my mind. But honestly, with the men we're dating in this generation, it probably is true. Yeah. Um, so it just basically is like a list of rules of like how men think and how you can act like a lady in relationships, but have the mindset of a man. And that's what's going to protect you when it comes to like um, advancing. Anyway, speaking of Steve Harvey, the reason why we were talking about this book is because the perfect embodiment of it is his, not his daughter, well, I guess that is his daughter, Lori Harvey. Um, she's been in the news a lot recently on Twitter. She's been a uh, area of discourse. and Especially a lot of on it, Twitter. Especially on Twitter and TikTok. <clears throat> yeah. Um, as you guys probably know, she was dating Michael B. Jordan. They broke up. There were a lot of rumors about what happened. People were saying that it was a PR stunt because people were saying that Michael Jordan only dates white women and he wanted to like change his perception etc people thought that he wanted to get married and she said no there's a whole whole lot of stuff around it but basically what came out was that apparently she makes men sign NDAs while dating her and she keeps her dating life like pretty private however men love to post her first there are rap songs written about her like there was a time when like Aaliyah or Beyonce were like the topic of every like rap song but now it's like Lori Harvey 
um, people are posting, like, um, she's dating right now Danson Idris, who is the star of Snowfall, who's, like, every girl's crush right now. And he's posted a picture of her for her birthday, and she's like, ha-ha, thanks. And it's like, people don't understand how, like, she dates the players of players and makes them fall for her. And everyone's saying that she embodies this idea of dating, like, a man. Like, she's not posting first and soft launching and all this stuff. Like, she's playing, quote-unquote, the man's role in this. And that's why she gets so many men. And it makes men so mad on social media. Like, I've never seen men rant like this about something besides her. Because, for once, they're seeing their own actions played out in front of them. But by a woman. So, I think it's a very interesting topic. Because part of me respects her approach to dating. Because, girl, you can get a man like that to post you first. That's crazy. But I think about, like more so how much time we spend as women like oh my god should I post him on my story should I like hard launch him on my Instagram like oh my god is he ever gonna post me and it's like we spend so much time on these like little minute details when like the very bare fact of it is like is this man okay being with me publicly mm. and I think it's crazy how like how many months we spend talking and planning and all this stuff like quote unquote launching the man like are we taking the idea of thinking quote unquote like a woman too far is there such a thing like a woman or a man or is it more so it's like the way that dating culture works has just become so like gendered and divided you bring up an amazing point i hate when people try Thank to you. minutize is that a word now it is <laughs> my to minimize um i feel like that scene in finding nemo where nemo tries to like say anemone anemone you know and i, said, I can't say that either so <laughs> i said googleable late earlier yeah, okay so. perfect perfect we're on the same uh playing field here so i feel like when people try to trivialize the fact that girls get really upset when most most of the time it is this way when like women get upset that men don't post them on like their social media or publicize them in any way i think that is seen as so like oh why do you carry and post on his instagram you know and i hate that so much because it does speak to that bigger problem of like they are ashamed of me. They don't want to be seen in public with me. They are scared to, like, let their family or friends know that they're dating not anybody but me. And that can do so much for the self-confidence and, like, maturity of the relationship. There's a reason why Alex Earl broke up with her boyfriend because of that, you know? It's not the fact that he chose not to post her on. It's the fact that he didn't want to publicize her when they were already publicized on her channel. So, like, what's the difference, you know? And it just makes no sense. And, like, I we talked about this on the podcast before. Like, my ex for four years would not post me, would untack like his self my pictures or whatever and it seems like something that's like minute like I watch like care about if a man posting on Instagram I think it's less about that fact and more being proud to be with someone that you're intimate with yeah. like if you take the time to invest in someone for four years one year two years six months whatever shouldn't you be proud to be with that person I think that's like the bottom line of and if you're not, should you even be dating that person? That's my you problem. Like, exactly. You need to look internally and realize I'm literally wasting this person's time. Another thing that Steve Harvey talks about in his book, because I was looking at some reviews, and one thing we kind of speak against here on the podcast is like rules for waiting until how long you have sexual relations with a, a man or like a partner. And he says 90 days. Oh, mm -hmm. I have more of a three month rules that like if I'm talking to someone for over three months and we're not dating, that shouldn't be with them. Mm -hmm. That's more my 90-day rule. Yeah, everyone should have their own rules because every person is different, but it totally can be a matter of respect. It's kind of empowering to make these rules for yourself and to stick by them, you know? So whether it's a three-day rule, whether it's a 90-day rule, whether it's, okay, if we're not dating by the three-month mark, we're over kind of rule. Like, these are not ultimatums. These are not women scorned. This is being very respectful towards ourselves and our physical bodies because while sex can be casual and it can be very fun, which I think it is if you're casually see, if you're casually seeing like the right person whatever 
at the same time, there are a lot of heavy subjects that come with having sex with someone, like STDs and like pregnancy and all of these, you know what I mean? All of these like heavy topics can surround it. So while it can be something very casual and fun, you do have to kind of look at it in a responsible sort of way when you agree. So I think just whatever rule you have for yourself, look at it as less of a restriction and more as something that you like you're just respecting yourself you know whatever rule you there could be no rule but whatever it is you have to kind of just consciously make sure it fits you as an individual yeah, like there is no like like you said like set of rules that fits every person's no. needs mm-hmm. it's like for me like i have a different view of sex or like intimacy in general like i take intimacy seriously not in the sense that like in my past i have been casual but for me now i think just like my value set has changed in terms of, like what i want out of a relationship and it goes back to the Lori harvey thing because I saw this whole idea of, like, she's a woman that's a quote-unquote, like, a hoe or quote-unquote whatever, like, derogatory term you want to use to say that she's a commitment phobe. But I think that in that conversation, I think, one, we're used to seeing women, like, struggle, like, publicly struggle with love. And we become obsessed with that idea of, like, oh, my God, Tara Swift has to date a million <laughs> men. Lori Harvey dates a million men. But when we see men do it, like, oh, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio dates a new woman, like, every two weeks. And we're like, oh, he's the man. He can get all these girls, et cetera. So we be like comps us the idea of one struggle love to the idea that women like don't know how to or overcommit or can't commit. So I think the reason why people are so obsessed with Lori Harvey is because she seems like quote unquote she doesn't want commitment. But I think it's less so that and more so that she's a woman who knows what she wants and she's not gonna settle for less than that. Like I think that casual dating, like you said, is fine. Like going out with people, being public with people, etc. Like if you know what you want and that person's not that person, it is okay to move on and start dating someone else. So I think that you just become so obsessed with the idea of like you have to be committed if you're especially a celebrity we feel like entitled to the relationships or to know what's happening with them or like invested in the relationships that that's like the Alex Earl thing why do people care like <laughs> I get like she broke up with him she didn't want to talk about it that's one thing but people are making like conspiracy theory videos of what happened and like what dates happened blah 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 and it's like I feel like we just become so entitled to to people who are public figures in their private relationships that we start to like think of them as our own. To that tune, did we talk about the Matt and Abby controversy on here? Ooh. Matt and Abby, they're this couple on TikTok who you've definitely seen a stitch or two about it. I know you don't go on TikTok that much anymore, but if you haven't, I'll give you like a little spark notes. Um, so it's a couple, they just had their first kid. They've been married for a while at this point. They're very young and he, one, the, you know, the husband, Matt, made a video about how he's going to surprise his wife, indicating that this isn't something he usually does, by cleaning the house, which he doesn't usually do, and he said in the video, and taking care of their child, which he doesn't usually do, and said that in the video. And then later, Abby made, like, a clarification, quote-unquote, video, saying that, you know, he usually handles the finances and the bills and, like, all of that, and I usually do the cooking and the cleaning and take care of the child. To me, that seems completely um, uneven, but that's another story. So... People were really pissy about that, and you could say that that is a traditional view of marriage. It's like, oh, the woman like does the cleaning, whatever. But another thing that needs to be clarified is Matt doesn't have a job where he has to leave the house and go work in a nine-to-five office. His job is this TikTok channel. It's social media. So he stays at home all day and makes videos just like she does. They both run the TikTok account. So it's kind of like, aside from that, which they both do, the job assignments of day-to-day life seem very uneven and everybody was in an uproar about it you know what I mean so to your point where it's like why does anybody care I don't know you know like people cared a lot about that that was crazy um I mean do you think that sends like a weird message or like do you think 
they shouldn't be posting about that because the thing is, is this is what we were talking about earlier. They didn't necessarily say, this is how you have to do your marriage. They were just kind of like, this is how we do our marriage. But is that in itself, is the subtext of that, like, this is the right way to do it? What do you think? I would more so be embarrassed as the man to be like, it's an honor, like, for her. Or it's like a gift to her that I washed a dish and took care of my child. You should do that anyway. But I think it's the whole thing about, like, um, we were talking about earlier, like, how gendered relationships have come, become. I mean, like, I guess they've always have been in terms of, like, traditional roles. But I think now there's so much debate about either staying with that tradition or playing a game to reverse it. So I think this whole idea of, like, thinking like a man, acting like a man, what roles women should play in relationships, I don't know. That's I'm just, I'll just be embarrassed as a man to be like, I wash a dish, give me applause for that. I don't know. I think I feel very, um, I have... I think I have very differing feelings on this whole concept. One, I think some stuff can be helpful, like setting standards for yourself. Yes, but this is what we always talk about. Are you setting standards for yourself because you're looking out for your peace? Or are you setting these imaginary standards that Steve Harvey told you to set to like impress a man or to make a man not leave you, if that makes sense? Like, is it Does it kind of have a manipulative undertone? Who knows? But he kind of has this idea where it's like, I think he says at some point, expecting a man to be fun, supportive, loyal, energetic, a friend, etc., is one thing. But then expecting him to do all of that and clean the house or do the dishes, that's too much. Because already that's a lot for a man. Like, that's what he says, which is, like, true in this day and age. But I don't know, him saying that, even though he doesn't outrightly say, you should do this, you should do that, him even stating something like that sets the bar way lower than it should be said in my opinion but then he goes on to say like you should have standards because if you don't a man will leave you which that's a problematic statement in my opinion but it's i guess it's true you know the bar is in hell it literally it's below there it's like the core of the earth i guess hell is lower than that (laughs) yeah it's It's like like in satan's basement that's my whole thing is like i am not your grandmama i'm not your mama it's gonna be 50 50 i'm not gonna sit here and wash your dishes and do your laundry and you can do it yourself like Obviously, I think that if you're coming to relationship and you're, like, 50-50, I get if you have, like, a, a deal where, like, you stay at home and, like, that's, like, more your domain or whatever. But, like, I know from my life that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. I plan on having my own career. And, like, my mom is a stay-at-home mom, so I, just, like, I have no disrespect to her. Oh, so is my mom, yeah. But I just know that, like, for me, that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And I could never have that just because I need something to, like, you know, like, hone my energy in. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to make that real clear to whoever I end up with. Like, I am not your mother. I'm not your grandmother. Um, I will be doing my 50-50, my part, and so will you. Like, I don't want you to expect any kind of, like, I'm now, like, the dole of chromaticity. I'm, like, cult of domesticity. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not now going to, like, bathe at your feet. You know? Like, I'm just not going to do that. Like you just said, if you have kind of an agreement where one partner works and has, like, a 9-to-5 and has to leave the house and can't, like, physically be there to help with, for example, raising children or household chores, etc., that's one thing. But also, in the case of Matt and Abby, because that's just the example I brought up, I feel like people were so upset because that's not the case. You know what I mean? They both have the same job, yet she does most of the household responsibilities, and he, what, has to sit there for, like, 20 minutes per week and write bills? Like, do you know what? Like, I pay my own bills. I know how long that takes. I do shit for the house and utilities and, like, my insurance. and I know how much time goes into that. You know what I mean? So it's like... That's all he has to do while she's, like, slaving with the dishes and the trash and the floors and the bathrooms and the kid. Like, 
and I don't even have a child. So I mean, this is crazy. I don't know. I'm clear. I have a very, very, very specific opinion on it. But then she made a follow-up video and she was like, I'm nobody's victim. People are in the comments saying like, blink once if you're okay. And I don't need this crap because I chose this life and this is the way I like it. Um, and that is just my decision. And you don't have a right to comment on that even like comment, you know? And while I don't agree with that, I think that just like you can put content out there about the way you live your life, people are allowed to disagree and you shouldn't get in a pissy fit about it. You know what I mean? You said something extremely controversial and people are literally just asking if you're okay. And they're kind of, they're looking out for you essentially. And I understand her point where it's like, I'm not the victim. Don't paint me out to be one. I understand that mentality, but I don't know. The whole thing makes me very confused and it feels like we're taking a very big step back into like 60s culture. I think that's just the controversy between all of it, between whoever their names are, uh, <laughs> Lori Harvey, Alex, whatever. Yeah. I just think that the issue is with traditions changing. Yeah. And I think it's our generation that's changing it. And it's like half of them are trying to hold on to some relic of like a 50s picket white fence. Man goes out to work, the wife stays at home type mentality. Versus women making their own money, having their own big accounts, dating because they want to date, not because of marriage. And I feel like those values changing is what's becoming like this big controversy. And I'm like, you know what? Get over it. That's what you want. And then go seek that out. But I think that we can't judge people for having their own value sets, you know? I'm reading that he suggests, Steve Harvey meaning, that women fall squarely into two categories, either sports fish or keeper, which is wild. Um, That, to me, sounds a little demeaning, but let's read on. He said, um, a fish you can catch for fun, then release back into the sea. That's the kind of woman you don't want to be. Oh, yeah, he said... Yeah. Okay. He said they can be indicated. This is hilarious. They can be indicated by a range of traits, including, but not limited to drinking Long Island iced teas too eagerly. Wait, that's so funny. Handing out her email address slash number, dressing conservatively, dressing provocatively, letting a man sleep with her within the first 90 days of meeting. And meanwhile, a keeper is the kind of woman you want to introduce to your mother and is dressed appropriately, yet still sexy, takes a man's phone number, but does not give out her own and wields, quote, wields her power like a samurai sword, whatever that means. Outside of how like wildly sexist the entire book is, uh-huh. I think just trying to reduce people to a formula is not going to work. Mm-hmm. People aren't formulaic, you know? Like every single person has their own experiences, their own values, their own desires and people. And then trying to make people think it's a game or it's a formula you can follow. If I do X, X, and X, if I drink Long Island iced tea slowly and I dress like Barbara Walters and whatever, that I'm going to find a man to marry me. Like That's not how the world works. So I think the longer we realize that we might have our own value sets, our own ideas, like what relationships are. We can't force it onto other people. And everyone has their own opinion and like their own way of doing things. But I think until we recognize and respect that not everyone's is the same, it's going to continue this conversation of, oh no, him, or yeah, you know? And that's just how I see it. Sports fish. <laughs> that's hilarious. I started reading this and I was like, okay. <laughs> they know what that means. I feel e- even in an attempt to be on the woman's side like Steve Harvey's doing. Like, Steve Harvey is kind of trying to help women, you know? I feel like even in this dialogue, there's extreme sexism. And some advice he gives, yes, he says, has standards for yourself. On its own, that's not bad advice. That's not sexist. Everyone should have standards for themselves and they should impose that on their partner. But then it's just like everything else that he says around that, it can kind of be misconstrued and taken to a very weird dark place by people like incels or very very traditionalist men who don't have women's best interest in mind honestly every man because if you hear when dads are like oh, i know how men that age act because i acted like that why would you proudly say that <laughs> like how about raising your sons to be different 
That's yeah. why I hate men say that. It makes me it gives me the ick. That's another thing is that you know Steve Harvey's writing this book trying to help women. Um, try to help men. We don't need help. Like this TikTok trend going on. That's like you know, me on my way to therapy because some mom didn't make his her son go to therapy. You know that's why I'm in therapy. Um, it's just so very how true. About- we stop training women to quote unquote think like a man and start training men to be respectful human beings. Let's get to the root of the problem. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I already um, said where you can follow us and listen to us at the beginning of the episode. So re-listen if you missed it and you want to. Um, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.